<laughs> well, hello, Jen. Hey. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm well. <laughs> I'm Marie. I'm Jen. And this is the Be Free Podcast. This is our first episode, and we are glad you are joining us. We are going to be talking about being free. And our first topic of the whole season is one of our favorites, Maya Angelou, and one of her best well-known poems is The Caged Bird. And we felt that it would be perfect to kind of sit and talk about that because that just opens everything up and what we've been dealing with and we wanted to share with you guys. Yes. But to start it off, the drinks. So, yes. The wine. The, <laughs> the wine. wine. We start off every episode with some wine. <laughs> Healthy as we can get it. Yes. Um, this one I picked. Okay. Okay. This is called the Wonderful Wine. Now, they have mm. a few everywhere. Um, the bottle is so it's pretty. It's so pretty. Oh um, it's great. So, it's vegan-friendly, mm. low sugar, low carbs. I just think that anything vegan-friendly and organic grapes is going to have a good, bold flavor. Yes. So let's go for it. All right. So let's do it. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. Yes. And cheers. Cheers. Okay. okay. Let's try it. Mmm. Yeah. That is wonderful. That'll work. The wonderful wine. The wonderful wine. <laughs> so good. I'm so <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. So regarding the caged bird, one mm -hmm. of our favorites. Yes. Um, there's a line mm -hmm. that sticks out that I love. It okay. says the caged bird sits on a grave. Wait, oh gosh, how does it go again? It, the caged bird sits on a grave of dreams. Oh yeah, broken dreams, right? It's dreams, it's just okay, dreams. Just yeah, dreams. That, okay. that's how I was gonna get confused by saying broken okay. dreams, because okay. that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But um, I, it resonates so well because there's so many things in both of our lives mm -hmm. that we felt caged, whether it be career, family, relationships, self-worth, self, you know, yeah. um, that we've been talking about lately. And I just thought that would be perfect to yeah. kind of dive into. I think so too. I, I completely resonate with this poem mm -hmm. on so many levels, but specifically just with my identity, um, I feel like for so long I... Um, I felt like I was in a prison or I was caged, yeah. right? And I was looking at everyone else, you know, just in life and having fun, being free, you know, really experiencing joy. Yeah. And I was kind of in this cage of, but no one knew that I was in the cage, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. but me. And I, and I don't think I really knew at first w that I was in a cage myself. So, yeah. you know, it wasn't until I really went on a self um, discovery, like a journey of trying to figure out like and understand like why I was depressed and why mm -hmm. I was sad and why I, you know, didn't love myself really. Everyone would have thought that you loved yourself, girl. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. But you know, you can't really I know, tell I know, what I know. someone is going through. Mm -hmm. Looking, you know, just looking at someone from the outside, you can put a smile on, you can put sure. makeup on, you yeah. can smile, you can show yeah, up every day, you know, and you can even just, you know, yeah, you can show up for other people in ways yeah. and no one know that you're struggling yourself. Yeah. Right? Right. So, um, and sometimes, to be fair, you don't even know you're you're unaware like you know something's wrong but you're not fully aware of like what is actually going on yeah. so i think for a long time 
I, until I actually decided to do that work and go back and figure out what and try to pinpoint what, what is it? Mm -hmm. What happened to me that I feel this way? Mm -hmm. um, I was, I didn't know. I, I, when I was 18, I started feeling like that mm -hmm. and becoming more aware of it. And then um, I actually had a memory that I was what? sexually abused, like when I was three or four. Oh. And I had never even thought about that. Like I, I didn't even, you, I didn't even know. I didn't even remember it. It wasn't. I wasn't aware of it until. So you're. I'm just saying, like maybe yeah. your mind just yes, closed that off. It did. Yeah. In order to survive. In order to survive. But it. But it's still there. Yeah. You know those those wounds. What would have brought that up? What? Because I knew something was like like something was wrong mm -hmm, right but mm -hmm. i was what age was this this was 18 okay this was 18 this was 18 when i started to figure this out and then i started going to therapy okay um so i, I was trying like really trying to figure out yeah like, understand myself you know um and then that's yeah wow yeah it, <laughs> it's really interesting how our, our, we can go into a survival, you mm -hmm. know, mechanism, how our yeah. body just, you know, goes into, you know, not having to remember those things so it's that we amazing. can keep going so we, yeah. on, right? Because I was so young and I didn't tell anyone, I didn't know what to do about it. So then, you know, life kept going yeah, on, yeah. And, but it always shows up. It always mm. peeks its head. It okay. always, it always shows up <laughs> later on in life. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. here. So in 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 my case, yeah. it was showing up as um, you know, just impacting the way I experience life. Mm -hmm. You know, feeling shame and guilt and mm -hmm. like this deep sense of unworthiness. So did it take you time to unlock that cage? Yeah, like, because I had to actually acknowledge that this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and then other things that happened. Yeah. And then like identify, well, what was like, what was it that I believed from that? Got it. And so yeah. it was really the unworthiness that I felt, the shame and the guilt, mm -hmm. the condemnation. You know, as a little kid that happening, you think you did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So I think this became just the lies yeah. that I believed for so long and it was so deep rooted inside me. Did you take that into other relationships? And, I, and it impacted... Everything. Everything. So that's where I felt caged, right? Because oh. it was literally impacting the way I experienced life. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't feel a lot of times worthy of friendships mm -hmm. or, you know, success or the dreams or just anything good happening to me. Yeah. So I, um, you know, that in that poem, it's like the, the cage bird is like, you know, her the wings are clipped and the feet are tied. Yeah, that's, feet are tied. that's one of yeah, and that's yeah. kind of how I felt for so long. Wow, for yeah. me it was it was not I mean not as tragic and you know, um, it was more I came from an abusive family, but um, I was never at least never sexually abused. Um, however, the phys like the physical or emotional abuse was there, and um, I was always. I don't, I was quiet, um, very pleasing to people mm. and thought that this was going to be my life like forever. Mm. Like I really thought this cage is that that's just what I was born into. This is where I'm staying. Mm. Right. Um, and I was 18. I, well, right before I turned 18, I had a dream that everything was going to be okay. Wow. Yeah, it was right before I turned 18 that everything was going to be okay. Like what I thought my life was going to be, it wasn't. So mm. I was like, 
that happened and I was like, okay, I, I can I can do this. Like there mu- I've never had that dream before and I just re- really remember it very vividly. And the I think it was just a couple weeks later, I had turned 18. My mom was at the grocery store. I called my boyfriend and I said, my mom's at the grocery store. We have 45 minutes to move me out. Wow. And he came, he packed me up. We were gone. My mom rolls in the driveway. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Gotta leave. I, I gotta get out of here. Um, and ever since then, once I got out of that cage, mm. my life, thank God, has been exactly what I, what was in that dream. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. Everything that happened in that dream is where my life is. That's so amazing because, you know, it's really hard sometimes when you're being mistreated by people yeah, you love. you love and trust. And you trust, mm-hmm. you know, specifically your parents yeah. or, and so it's not a, it's not a, you know, we're not supposed to dishonor our parents, right? right? Or in any way, but it's like also, you know, we have to like put up boundaries, right? And, yeah. and, and our worth and our value is important. So it's like, you know, not staying in situations, yeah. you know, that are being, you know, you're being mistreated. Mm-hmm. And so you, by leaving, had you know, leave. you had to leave and you had to go. But, but a lot of people would have, by loyalty, well, this is my mom, this is my life, this is what it yeah. is, and just would have stayed. But mm-hmm. it's like you had the courage and the boldness to get up and leave. Had and, to, yeah. And make that decision. And then it's like God was like, okay. I Yeah, you know? I really, that goes into you and I are such faithful people. We, yeah. you know, we mm-hmm. go to church, you know, um, we, we're rooted in our faith. And if I, that really means something of like really li- like listening to those signs yeah. and it's, the, that's not just a coincidence that those no. things happen. You know, mm-hmm. like you said, like you were, for some reason you just knew like there was something and then right. it, that therapy opened it up for you. Like right. there's a reason why you were led to go to therapy. Yes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Because I think if it, if I hadn't had pinpointed that, root mm-hmm. of what it was because right you think oh i'm i'm happy right mm-hmm. and then you kind of like you can go through life in avoidance yeah. you know because shovel it under the rug <laughs> because yeah you're like but i have all these things mm-hmm. i've done all these things i have a great family yeah. i have great friends i'm not sad yeah you can kind of be like you know and then you can become busy and become, yeah. you know, avoidance can look like, like I want to be more successful yeah. and I want to work more and I'll have more kids or I'll do this or I'll do that so that you can avoid actually sitting with yourself yeah. and feeling those emotions, which is really, really hard. That's hard. You know, and being still and quiet. And so I think- Well, that'll you, catch up to you too. Yes. You know what I the mean? The avoidance. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because at some point, you're sitting, it's still going to be there. Yeah, and at some point you're in COVID and you're sitting right. alone in your thoughts. Right. You're like, <laughs> here by myself, yeah. nowhere to go, <laughs> no one to talk to, hello me. Exactly. So it's like I've learned from that, that from that experience of learning how to, um, when things come up for me or even things happen to me now, I deal with it whether it hurts, whether it's uncomfortable, whether it's yeah. convenient, really try to not, um, you know, push it away or deal with it later. Mm-hmm. You know, I really try to work through those things because, you know, it, like 
it's going to show up later on It'll in show life up. at some point. Yeah. And so that I think that is about living a free life, free. right? And and not trying to avoid and, and I I agree. Just yeah. don't try to avoid. <laughs> Unlock that cage, girl. <laughs> right? It goes into careers too, right? It does. I I also think like I just wanted to say about that um you know, abused people either abuse people mm -hmm. or they, you know, find themselves in relationships that they're being mistreated right. or, you know, so yeah. it's like, it's either one it's or the other. It's familiar. So, yeah. And so it's, um, you know, I think for me, that's kind of what happened. I, I kind of kept finding myself in relationships, whether it was with friends or a romantic, whatever relationships that were mistreating me, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, how so wait, did you ever like get out of let's say one cage and then find yourself in another one or like do you just were sitting in multiple ones like I felt like, like multiple cages, you know I've, what I mean? Yeah, I felt like that cage was the root cage, right. like the one cage mm -hmm. and then that was like then there was like insecurity. Yep, you took that and one then, locked it up. You know, like it was like another a, lock. Yeah, and then it was the guilt, shame, can't tell anyone, you're unworthy, you're you're no no one's going to want you, you're too damaged. You know, you're too, so it was like wow, yeah. it was multiple things that I had to like really work through. Mm -hmm. Uh so yeah, that's it tough. that's a long journey out of those cages, yeah, bro. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. And therapy and money. <laughs> it is. And God talking, you know, and, and yeah. being in, in into tuned with yourself and your, you know, just your those thoughts aren't just your thoughts. Those are someone's talking to you, you know? Right. It takes a lot. But of I also think that's why we're doing this podcast because yeah. I I feel like I learned so much from other women. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't feel like I could open up and share my story for so long because right. or the things that happened to me because people made me feel like I couldn't right. like you shouldn't feel like that you know? I know you you have everything like you're like ungrateful or right. whatever the case may be yeah. so um I didn't you know for a long time but then when I started listening to other women be so vulnerable about their stories and about yeah. like how they're still working through it mm -hmm. and I viewed them like wow like you're mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. you're so strong and I admire them so much and so it was just really um it was really powerful to to hear their stories, and yeah. I think that really helped me. So I think that's you know that's what all of that's this, just what a, this that's is what about. this is about. Mm -hmm. You know, being I able agree. to able to share. Sh yeah, share. Okay. That's the most important thing. If you can share, you will realize how many people are going through the same thing. The same thing, right? And probably you think worse. you're alone, right? And I and I think that that being feeling like you're alone mm -hmm. is um it's really dangerous it's, it's a really dangerous. it's a really dangerous place to be you know we're really safe and we're really meant to be in community yeah you know so we have to be we have to be yeah yes mm, girl <laughs> <laughs> but this whole cage thing i was saying before um it goes back into career too mm. in what way you, you know what i think well for me um thinking i was my career started as a child actor. I was really small. I was like seven years old. Little, little thing. Um, and I always thought, you know. Um, little baby. Little baby. <laughs> um, and I did like the comedy stuff, still do. But um, as I got older, I was kind of, you know, typecast in the, you know, I was mm. thinking, oh, this is the best I can do. Um, right. This is where I belong. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, until one of my agents who became a good friend was like, girl, no, get out there. Who can- <laughs> they don't know what they want. Right. Show them what they want. And yeah. then let's go from there. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're so right. Right. You know, that's how I feel. You know, yeah. I think that it, there, there is, that's how I, that, that caged kind of theory has um, led into my workspace, but I've gotten through it. Yeah. I, I, I get, I definitely get what you're saying. I feel like for me, it's yeah. Not having limitations. Mm-hmm. I think um, we're in such a different time in this industry you know, oh, yeah. like I think, you know, when we were younger, I started acting when I was nine yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. we were definitely little kids, little babies, little, little Jen and Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was completely different then. And now it's like there's no limitations, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing like before it was like Angelina Jolie and like Brad Pitt and like all like these movie stars. Mm-hmm. And that was like you know what it was. But now there's not just going to the movies. No, there's and not just everywhere. Primetime TV. Yeah. It's there's streaming. so many streaming platforms that it's yeah. like everything is like oversaturated and there's no right way to do anything. Just do it. Just <laughs> literally just do it. You know, so I think as far as being a creative, you mm-hmm. can really it is a, a actually very good thing yeah. where the industry is gone. Uh, but I, I it's def- no longer cage. It's that's no for longer sure. cage is what I'm trying yeah. to say. You know, it's you not. really can just be, feel free to be creative and and everything. Where before they would be like, don't do reality TV because oh, I know. you're an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's yeah. like now reality people are becoming <laughs> actors. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? 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 Yeah. So there's like no. Yeah. No limitations. Anymore. That goes into like gender too, um, or not? I mean, like females. I should say, yeah. um, females in general. Um, if we're talking about cages, because generations back, they yeah. were to do one thing, or you know, like the stay-at-home mom, you know, cooking dinner every night, having their steak ready <laughs> for their husband when they got home. You oh know what I mean? Gosh. And then it was like, oh, you can work an office job, but that's all you can do. You can be a secretary. Mm. Now we have. Boss ladies. Boss ladies. Like, like my my favorite show that's not on anymore was Scandal. Oh, uh, yeah. With, you know, Carrie mm-hmm. Washington. So she was boss lady. Boss. Yeah, it's so different now. It's so different now. Yeah. So you see corporations and they have women and you're like, yes. Yes. So yes. It's all about empowering women. It is. Yeah. Yeah. See, I love that. I it just you. resonates with um, with every part of life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. How? What about parenting for you? I think parenting for me with this um, with this poem is like I I've been very intentional about um, breaking free from all the cages so mm-hmm. that I didn't pass that down to my daughter. Yeah. So she wasn't born with a cage. So she wasn't born with the cage. Yeah. And even just with parenting, you know, there's certain things that you know every we all mm-hmm. <laughs> parents. Like every generation. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) We're just doing it. We're doing it. But we try to do better than, you know, the previous generation. You know, you try to learn and try to always give your children better. So I think in that, I I really try to, to, you know, break all those, be more intentional and more aggressive about, you know, being free. Yeah. So that I can, you know, like help my daughter Mm -hmm. to not have the same issues mm-hmm. you but know they can't be too free 
and not too free, <laughs> not too free, but it's, yeah, yeah but it's yeah. also about, you know, letting them have the freedom and, and doing life, you know, with yeah, them and yeah. like, and you know, I think it's a fine balance. It is a fine balance, right? especially raising our daughters. Like, gosh, they're going to be teenagers. Mm. That's, that's tough. It is tough. You know? Yeah. So you have to like, you know, let them out a little bit you know, give them a little bit of freedom, but you're like, Oh, my baby. But then you're like, no, they're, you know, and yeah. because that part of that sticks with them. Like my mom was like this and never, I was never allowed to do this. Not like the normal, like I couldn't go out with my friends, but you know, just certain right. things like my mom would never have let me. And I remember things that my mom did in the past and it still sticks with me just a little bit. Right. Just, you know, I'm out of that cage, but I'm just a little bit. Um, so yeah, I agree. I, it's just, um, being free and then just teaching our children now, um, you know, just making sure that they have a little bit more freedom than we did. <laughs> yeah. And then also <laughs> certain things. for like me, like being sexually abused as yeah. a child, I think it was really important that I recognize like how important it is to guard your kids, yeah. you know, and because you know these as much as you can not mm -hmm. with being paranoid or over oh, no. sheltering it, but to be mindful of checking in and and making sure i talk to her about her body mm -hmm. from a baby yeah. you know because no one did that with me mm -hmm. and then i didn't know what was right or what was wrong yeah so i think like i learned you know my from my experience you know and i took that so that she wouldn't mm -hmm. you know have to go through the same things yeah and and i also think parenting is so different now because the world is uh i mean you can't shelter them right you because they're exposed them. to so much with social media yeah. and all that so yeah, you don't want to put them in a cage too by saying you can't do that, you can't do this, and you can't do that. And then they get out there in the world and then they want to do everything and then they find themselves in a cage because of what yep. you didn't allow them to kind of make mistakes mm -hmm. and with with under your supervision, yeah. right? Well, and see that I have one, I got to admit, I do have one thing I'm not too free on with my children I, I <laughs> that I kept from my mother. I don't let my kids spend the night anywhere. Yes, you are a stickler. Like you yes. are very. I yeah, don't, and about that. and I, my mom had the same role with me. Yeah, I had one friend that I could spend the night, and that was it. Um, and I get it now. Like yeah. that stuff, I get. Yep. And then you know, learning your situation, and it's just you get it. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know them, and I don't know an uncle or a, a neighbor. I, you know. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I have to admit. I do. Yes, I got that key tight on that. <laughs> you were you ain't good. going anywhere. <laughs> Your friend wants to come over, come over here. <laughs> Not going anywhere else. Sorry. It's my cage. I had to admit it. I had to admit it. We're being free and honest here. No, it, it is really good. I mean, it's it's very wise, mm -hmm. you know, so. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, but I, I'm glad that you opened up about that, about you know, sexual abuse as a child and, and getting out of that and using that as um, where to move forward with raising your own daughter. That's huge. Thank you. It's very opening and especially for our first day. I mean, you know. That's very, you have opened the floodgates. Uh, How am I going to top that? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but, Stay uh, tuned. Okay. <laughs> but I know we're <laughs> laughing, but sexual abuse, emotional abuse. Yeah. 
physical abuse. It's all abuse. It's, it's all, all abuse. wrong, and it affects you. Let me it, tell you, it all impacts you differently. Differently, but let it, me give you an example. It's all wrong. Um, it, my when I graduated college, I think I've told you this before. My my mother walked out before my name was called. Why? Of my college graduation. Why would she do that? Listen, I don't know, but that sticks with me today. Mm. That is a form of, you know, abuse in my eyes because mm -hmm. I was physically, um, emotionally abused at home. And that was just like, that was it, mm -hmm. you know? And um, that was, that was, I mean, it wasn't the last time I talked to her, but um, that was it for me. That was like, I can't, um, I'll forgive you, but I will never forget, you know, yeah. anymore. But like you said, it's, it, there's so many different forms. It is. You know? Yeah. And, and we, you were the same way. Like you didn't show anyone you went through any of this. Mm -mm. Nobody, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're, you worked throughout your adolescence. Mm -hmm. I stopped and went to regular school. But um, any, anyone at school would have never known. The only person that ever knew what I was going through was my high school counselor mm -hmm. and a teacher at my um, junior high. They were the only ones that ever knew. None of my friends knew what was going on. Oh, one good friend, actually my neighbor. Um, no one ever knew because we mm -hmm. put on this mask. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks we have it together. Mm -hmm. We go to school happy. They're like, oh, you're, you know, you're yeah. dating the basketball player. You're prom queen. <laughs> they have no idea what I'm going home to. They have no idea that I was picked up in a cop car right. at 2 a.m., because someone called and said I was uh, I had ran away when in fact I was kicked out of my home. Wow! And told to get the hell out of you know the state whatever. Um, so I called bluff and I was like, "Peace out, I'm out." And mm -hmm. then I was called as a runaway. Mm. Like so, you know, it's it really takes strong people like us to bounce back mm -hmm. and get out of that cage, scar free. Like, I would right. consider myself scar-free from getting, like, I struggle yeah. to get out of that cage. Right. You know? And how I would, that's what I, we have so much in common so when it much. comes to that. Because I think we're both very positive people. And I think our, just our mindset is that, you know, we forgive, we let it go. We let that, it go. And that has everything to do with them and has yep. nothing to do nothing with, to with us. us. And, you know, we're going to move forward. We're mm -hmm. going to enjoy, you know, every second of our lives and all of the good things in yeah. our life, you know. Um, but how, like, what would you say is, like, the most important thing, like, for anyone listening, like, in that kind of situation, like, as far as, like, healing? I, it gets better. <laughs> yeah. It gets better. Like, that's what yeah. I would tell people. It really does get better. Yeah. You know, even you think it's the, the, the deepest cage, the darkest of, of valleys, mm -hmm. it always gets better. Mm -hmm. Like, no matter how low you can get, you know, you can only go higher. I, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know how to explain it, but I also have a huge faith in God. Right. And I always have. I was born in the church. I was raised in the church. You know, I host Bible study. I'm, I, mm -hmm. I have that faith and I've always had it. And not that that just led me to believe. I just really think you just have to know that it gets better, whether you have that faith or not in, in, in God. I'm just saying um, it gets better. Yeah. I mean, when you look around too, um, when you're at your lowest, 
or you're in a cage that you just think you can't get out of and you you see those cages around you, mm-hmm. someone's cage can be a lot worse. That's true. Right? Yeah. yeah. The, the quote that comes to me is like, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And, you know, I think you can think you're like at the lowest point. Oh, this is so bad. This is oh. horrible. This is never going to get better. And listen, I've been there even though I know. We all, we all, we all been there in, in different levels yeah. of our life. But it, it always does pass and it always does get better if you keep moving forward. Move forward. And I think that's Share. the important part is you know, sharing your story. Talk. Right. Talk about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. You're not a burden. Nope. You know, people want to help you, you know. And more if than friends you think. think that you're a burden, you need to find new friends. Oh, oh, so then there you go. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Find exactly. new friends. Find find a church group. Find yeah. someone. Uh, find a counseling group. They're not your real friends. If they're like, ah, oh, you're just too heavy right now, then right. no. Right. And I think it's important to make those decisions for yourself. Like you decided to walk away from something mm-hmm. that wasn't honoring yourself. No. You know, it wasn't a good situ- situation, but you didn't have the next steps. You didn't exactly know I how know. it was going to work out. You knew you wanted better for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have walked away from situations in my own life where I, I literally didn't know how I was going to make it. Um, you know, past that, but I knew I can't stay in this situation anymore because it's unhealthy for Mm -hmm. me and I have to leave or, I mean, I'm going to die here. Like, like spiritually, Mm -hmm. emotionally, Mm -hmm. like I, I can't stay here. So, so I think that, um, it's really important that we honor that. You know, we have to honor that. We have to honor that. And then on the other side of that, I think God always meets you. Always. Always. And that you're never you're never too far away from being healed. Nope. We all have cages. We all have cages. And we can all get out of them. Yes. And cheers. Cheers. I love that conversation. Yes. <laughs>